What's up, everybody? It's Dr. Living Good. Time for Dr. Living Good Live, episode number 68. We are talking all about inflammation and what you are eating that is creating these problems in your body, plus what you can do about it really simply to get that inflammation out. So if you're just joining us, I'm going to step off my mini trampoline here to get the energy up. And use that if you've been with us before. Let us know where you're tuning in from. We're going to be answering questions live in a little bit. I'm excited about this topic. This is one of our most popular topics on YouTube. Speaking of, if you're joining us on YouTube, hello there. Hit subscribe to get lots more videos like this. If you're following us on Facebook, give it a thumbs up. And as we go today, if you think of someone that could really use this information, tag them and share it. Hope your day's going awesome. We got a Good, good, fun topic to be breaking down today. Um, lots of people joining in. Let us know where you're tuning in from. I'd love to hear it. We always have people from all over the United States tuning in, joining us, getting healthy together. Team, you good over there? YouTube's good. Could you do me a favor right here? Flip that little guy on. Thank you. All right. So, hello there. Uh, let's see. Sound. You got to get the volume up. Hit the sound button turn your volume on and up on the video so uh make sure that we have that dialed in everyone is piling in and joining we are breaking down inflammation today and the foods that affect it the most i'm going to talk about the five foods that i think you should avoid as much as possible especially if you are dealing with a lot of inflammation pain joint issues gut issues autoimmune disorders um, heart issues these are the culprits of too much inflammation in our body. And then we're going to talk and I'm going to lay out five other points on what you can do to respond to that, clean up your eating and take action steps towards real health. So if you're just joining us, let us know where you're tuning in from. We're going to start our teaching here in just a minute. And if you want to see the replay of today, go ahead and hit the share button, share this to your personal Facebook page. And that will allow you to watch the replay later. Facebook allows that. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe and turn on the notification bell. And you will be notified of this. You will get categorized this video and many others. And also get notified every time we go live to bring you new content to help you experience real health. So that, out of the gates, I'm ready to get started. I hope you are ready to get started. And we're going to break down inflammation. I thought no better way to do this than to head on over to the Living Good Kitchen Come on into my house for a minute, and I want to show you five of the most toxic foods you can have when it comes to inflammation being created in your body and in your life. And then when you come back here with me, you're going to be able to get the five solutions of how you can really start to fix this issue and decrease the inflammation in your life. In your life. Enjoy. Be back in just a second, and we'll start answering questions as well. The top five foods that are causing you inflammation. Here we go. Number one on the inflammation list is sugar. Now I have a bag of chips to identify sugar because a lot of people don't think that this turns to sugar, but as an American, and the average amount of sugar you eat in a year's period of time is 150 pounds because we eat so many snacky things like chips, breads, crackers, grains, tortilla shells, juices, fruits, sodas, desserts, candies, all of these things turning into sugar and it is gasoline for the inflammation fire. So if you want more inflammation, keep eating more stuff that comes through a window or makes noise 
when you open it. That's the rule. So we got to cut sugar down. Also, as a part of sugar, I would throw in gluten, very anti-inflammatory or very inflammatory because what it does is a lot of these foods contain a sticky protein that hold these breads, grains, crackers, chips together. And that protein cannot be broken down in your system. That protein is gluten. And so it just sits in there, creates a sticky film, which leads to holes in your gut, which causes long-term inflammation. So sugar, number one, has got to go. Number two are animal products. This might be dairy and it might be uh, the meats that you're eating. You are not what you eat. You're what you eat ate, meaning Whatever's done to the cow, fish, chicken, and it's done to you because you're at the top of the food chain. So if they have hormones in them, if there's um, non-genetically uh, modified diets, if there's antibiotics, whatever that's done to the animal ends up in you. So the one main thing to switch over, if you're trying to save money on your grocery list to reduce inflammation and the toxic load on yourself and your family, change over the dairy and meat products that you eat. Meaning you need to try to find these natural and organic and so they reduce the amount of pesticides, hormones. The one I'm holding is antibiotic-free, GMO-free, toxic pesticide-free, and hormone-free. That would be the source of one that you would want to get because these inflame the system. And dairy in general has an inflammatory response. If you're dealing with a lot of mucus, infections, um, immune systems beat down or just inflamed, you probably want to avoid dairy completely as it will tend to increase those types of symptoms um, in general, let alone all the toxins that come along with it. Food number three is produce. Now, of course, I want you to eat produce, but the kind of produce you eat matters. Um, what happens is a lot of the produce and the way it is made gets sprayed with a lot of chemicals before it hits your table. You should be eating a ton of live fruits and veggies um, every single day and getting a huge dose of that. If you need help on it, check out our videos on how to get more greens and vegetables into your diet um, and how you can use a greens powder to cheat a little bit to do that. But you want to pay attention to the type of veggies you're eating so that they do not contain pesticides. Now, these pesticides, recently there was a lawsuit against the maker of the pesticide, which is Monsanto, which makes all of the genetically modified food in our country and the product Roundup. Now, Roundup is put on most of our foods as a pesticide, and it was proven in a court of law that it created a form of blood cancer for a gentleman, and they lost a $289 million lawsuit proving that Roundup, which contains the toxin glyphosate, damages the gut and creates immune system problems, AKA inflammation. So when you buy your fruit and your veggies, check out our clean 15 dirty dozen list, which will tell you the 15 fruits and vegetables. You don't have to worry about buying um, pesticide free or natural or organic so it can save you money because they don't absorb pesticides. But fruits like number one on the list, strawberries absorb a lot of pesticides. The, thin, the skin on these are so thin that they absorb all of that glyphosate and pesticides right in there. So it's 12 foods. You gotta make sure that you're getting natural or organic to reduce the pesticides, which are gonna reduce the inflammation. That's number three. Number four, nuts and food allergens and eggs. These can create a lot of issues in the system and create a lot of inflammation. So not everybody's gonna be sensitive to these, but it's something to look out for if you're trying to reduce inflammation in the body. I would pull out peanuts, I would pull out almonds and pistachios and a lot of forms of these nuts to see if they're irritating your system and then you'll know. Oftentimes, if you do have a sensitivity, there's a lot of mold associated, especially with peanuts that goes in the system and flames the system. The same thing applies to eggs. A lot of people are very sensitive to them. That's why when we go back to the animal products that we just talked about, you'll be wanting to make sure these are done organic and natural if you are gonna eat them. But for inflammatory sake, cut the eggs, 
cut the um, nuts and the seeds as much as possible. Allow your body to heal. It's not that you can never have them again, but if you want to get inflammation down quickly, I would cut out those two sources. And then finally, nightshades. What is a nightshade? A nightshade is um, essentially uh, containing, it's a type of, uh, uh, most of the time vegetables, it's a pepper, black pepper, jalapeno peppers, even potatoes and tomatoes are in the nightshade category and they have these um, alkalides in the skin and they can irritate the system. Now the research is a little bit iffy on it, but from just personal experience of dealing with people, when these types of foods are cut out, it does have an impact on the inflammation. It might not be specifically the chemical that is in the skin. It might be due to imbalances with calcium and uh, vitamin K and vitamin D in the system and how your body produces that. Um, the exact theory of how it's impacting the body is not exactly clear with the science, but it is very clear that when people do cut out peppers, black peppers, tomatoes, and white potatoes, there's definitely a difference in the inflammation, which is the whole goal of why you're watching this video. So check into that. That's a surprising one for some people, and it will cut down inflammation in the body. Tom Brady actually uses that approach to keep inflammation down, so he avoids all forms of nightshades to keep his body fresh and strong long-term, because inflammation causes so many problems on the joints, on the body, on the organs. It's tied into up to 98% of all diseases. That's why we need to pay attention to it. Which brings me to a bonus, number six, that number one thing causing a lot of inflammation are the drugs you're taking to try to combat inflammation. NSAIDs have got to go. The anti-inflammatories of aspirin, Motrin, Advil, Tylenol. Uh, Tylenol is not an NSAID, but it's in that category. Damages the gut, damages the digestive system, damages the stomach, and creates long-term inflammation. So focus on the foods that you're eating. Focus on getting proper inflammatory foods in that are going to uh, anti-inflammatory foods in that are going to cut down on the inflammation before you jump to NSAIDs, which we eat like their food in our country. That's why I throw it in as a bonus number six. Check out the other video to know what to put in as a replacement for the NSAIDs so you can control inflammation, keep your health simple, and experience real health. All right, straight from the Living Good Kitchen, thought I would give that little demo for you to help you to understand what foods are creating the inflammation. I'm curious, just from that little first segment right there, which food is it that you know you need to try to eliminate? Just pick one of those. Is it the packaged goods, the sugar side of things? Is it the pesticides that are on fruits and vegetables? Is it the meats and egg products that you're using, or maybe eggs in general? Is it the nightshades? Is it nuts you maybe try to eliminate? Have you tried eliminating these foods? Which one is your nemesis? I'm curious to know in the comments, let me know. Speaking of comments, I know there's lots of you joining in, upstate New York, uh, Pittsburgh area, South Carolina, Maryland. Uh, we got Connecticut in the house, Michigan is in the house. Uh, I'm seeing lots of you here. This is the live chat, so I'm hanging right with you. Alabama, um, and let's see. I know Dana, you're over there on the YouTube side of things where, oh, you can't see you though with that going on. We gotta fix that. Here, let me get you in picture. There, there you are. I know your comment was on there, Dana. You're over there by yourself. We have someone tuning in from India right now. How crazy is that? So welcome, you guys. I just want to make sure I knew they were there. I got all the chats and everything pulled up. Um, we're going to be answering questions here live um, in just a few minutes. And so I want to make sure you feel 
uh, comfortable that you can ask them. Any health-related question is available. This is Dr. Living It Live. I'm teaching on inflammation today, and I'm curious, what is the main one that you know you need to eliminate? Um, if you are just joining us, let us know where you're tuning in from. I also put a link up above, a special link for a 21-day challenge that we're doing at the start of September, where we're going to walk you through how to really uncover all these foods, fix it in your life, because you struggle, then you beat yourself up, and you... You constantly feel like maybe you diet or you go on to these types of plans and get focused, then fall off track, and you really beat yourself up for it. But what happens is you start gaining weight over time, you increase the amount of pain that you have, or there's organ-related issues to this inflammation, and we oftentimes just resort to drugs. And so to not have to do that and to start a solution to pull you up out of that, we created a challenge where I literally walk with you and teach you how to do this each day and really apply it. Today we're going over a lot of information. I always like to take information and turn it into knowledge. Knowledge is the application of information, and that's what changes lives. So feel free to click on that link. It's a dollar to join that challenge, by the way. We're starting in September as a group where you can really apply this stuff. So, yeah, Debbie, um, from a perspective of the nightshades, um, you can leave out nightshades, any of those foods, try it for a week or two, and just see how you respond. Now, there's much more in-depth protocols that I teach on this of really resetting the whole gut. But these are just a couple of foods you could just try to go without for a couple of weeks. And just um, what I would do, like what we'll teach you to do in the challenge, is you have a daily health journal. And you can actually chart. So if you cut out a food, you can look at how is my energy levels, how are my pain levels, how is my inflammation levels, how is my sleep levels, how are those things on a day-in, day-out basis based on the food that I cut out or the action step that I took. And so a lot of you, we just got to get you taking action. It doesn't have to be perfect action. It's not always going to be pretty, but we know we need to be healthy. It impacts our lives so much when we're not. I want to help you be that guide to walk you through it. So let's flip the script here and let me start taking you through what do you actually do about this? So I want to kind of get uh, a breakdown of what are some of the action steps you can go about doing to fix your foods that were, are going to encompass not only avoiding those five most inflammatory foods, but really overall helping you get an easy baseline of eating real food, not an extensive diet plan, not an exhaustive list, not a really limiting thing that makes you feel bad about yourself still be able to enjoy certain foods, but have a guideline. I'm going to go through five of those. As I go, if you have more questions, feel free to ask them. I'm going to circle back around whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube so you can get this. And keep in mind, if you just simply hit the share button, you can get, um, just hit share, share it to your page. You'll be able to watch this whole replay. And if you know someone that really needs to see this or a family member that's dealing with inflammation, just tag them in this and maybe they'll get benefit from it, uh, from this this position of laying out all this inflammation. If you're on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button if you haven't. Turn on your notifications and you'll get an alert when these videos are live and so you can archive them and replay them as well. So let me dive into kind of five areas that we're gonna break down. One, we went through those five foods that you may wanna consider removing to remove inflammation, but what can you do overall health-wise to really fix your food, make this thing way more simple than it has to be without all the crash dieting, and without all the restriction where you can never again have a certain food, here's how you go about fixing it. So rule number one is always cutting the sugar. That was the number one food that creates inflammation. It's gasoline for the fire in your body. It is also the number one culprit that adds extra weight. But it's good and it's addictive. So we really gotta cut this down. So throughout the challenge, for example, we teach you how to take your meals and identify the sugars that are involved with them that are kind of hidden. And these hidden sources of sugars are found in condiments, they're found in dressings, they're found in um, carbohydrates we may be eating. Even when we think they're good healthy foods like a sweet potato, 
it ends up adding a lot of sweetness and a lot of carbohydrates and a lot of sugars. Now, teaching you how to go about eliminating and cutting those down allows you to break through those addictions because it's, sugar is very similar to a drug like cocaine or alcohol to the brain. It's a very, very addictive substance because it releases dopamine. That's why we feel so good about it in the moment when we eat it, it gives you a dopamine hit. But what studies are now showing is it takes a larger and larger amount of sugar and it is more addictive to your brain than a drug like cocaine because of the dopamine response. So we get very addicted to this. To break that addiction, we really teach you to identify the hidden sources, take you around the grocery store and help you really through this. That's what the challenge is designed for. Um, whether you're joining that or not, you're learning this today to start just understanding it. But I think really applying it and going through the challenge is super helpful. Um, so you hear me talk lots about that. And I do because I think it's such an easy thing and it's a dollar. If you're really committed to your health, you can jump into this with us starting in September. We do these regularly to help people really experience real health. So that's step number one, cutting out those sugars, okay? Step number two then is really cranking up fat. If you want your body to burn off of fat, then you got to feed it fat not sugar as its fuel. Now, when you do this and you do start to crank up the fat, the inflammation in your body does not like that either. So fat really smothers the fire inside the body. This is why omegas and fish oil and fats of that nature, like flaxseed oil, olive, or coconut, are really good defenders against inflammation. The high concentra concentration of fatty acids that are found in those types of foods uh, significantly reduce inflammation and inflammation markers inside your body. Let alone fat burns a lot cleaner. So when you eat a lot of carbohydrates or even protein, your body, um, when, once it burns the fuel, there's a lot of soot left behind, okay? So imagine if you ever had a fire, a campfire, and the next morning you go out to the campfire and it's sort of still smoldering. Have you seen this before? And there's just ash and still maybe a few little chunks of wood and kind of uh, you know, the, the charredness of that fire from the night before. So when you eat sugar or you eat protein, you get the largest pile of that ash that's left in the body. And then what? It's really messy. It's really dirty. It's really toxic. You have to figure out what do I do with all of that, right? So that's what your body deals with when it eats those kinds of foods. So when you burn, uh, when you burn uh, fat, for example, it's like putting a match to gasoline. It's just poof and it's gone. Right? There is no soot left behind. So that's the difference between how your body burns fat for fuel and whether what you're eating is adding some more inflammation, more disease processes and more weight, or it's allowing you to go the weight. There's a lot of really delicious foods that you can be tapping into to help crank up fat inside your body. I start my day, for example, with a bulletproof coffee, which contains butter and coconut oil, and it tastes delicious. And it's like my breakfast meal replacement, so I can keep my body in fat burning mode, fuel it with more fat, be reducing and fighting against inflammation. See, there's some secret tips just like that that you can be implementing and learning. It only takes a couple habits consistently done over time that really starts to vault you. So the challenge link that you have in the description here will really help you, equip you, will re-guide you through 21 days of really doing this. So those are the top two topics. If you're just joining us, please, um, the, the link is in the description for the challenge, but let us know where you're tuning in from. I'm going live with some Q&A in just a few minutes. I got three more topics I want to touch on when it comes to making your food simple and really cleaning up the, the inflammation that's built in the body. So we covered in the beginning here five foods that are creating a lot of inflammation. Now I'm giving you the five solutions that you can do to create healthy habits in your eating 
to not only reduce inflammation, but to reduce the weight and ultimately be able to come off medications and experience what I call real health. So let me know where you're tuning in from, any questions that you have. Um, and the link is in the bio to, uh, in the description to uh, join the next challenge we have going on. We're just going to come alongside of you, hold your hand, go through the struggles of being addicted to foods, the struggles of changing these nutritional habits and make it simple for you. So topic number three that I wanted to touch on is cleaning up protein. Now in the video of the toxicity that, and the inflammation that comes with bad forms of meats and especially eggs partially comes because of the toxicity done to the animal. Where I said in the video, you're not what you eat, you're what you eat ate, right? So you're not what you eat, you're what you eat ate when it comes to protein. That means if a cow is loaded up with antibiotics, if a cow is loaded up with uh, hormones or uh, any other chemical to make it grow faster, all of that ends up in the meat that you eat, which means it ends up in you. And that can inflame a body really fast. It is linked to cancer-related issues, hormonal-related issues. If you're female and you're dealing with hormone-related issues, a really important piece here is to clean up your protein. So I'm always very conscious of my protein, and I think it's the one thing that you're going to spend a little bit more on grocery-wise, it's to get clean sources of meat and dairy. Because of this animal factor, there's just a lot more toxicity in a 2,000-pound cow than there is in a head of broccoli. So for a lot of us, it might be just cleaning up those, that habit of having grass-fed, free-range, wild-caught, beef, chicken, and fish. And then the chicken side of things also includes the eggs that you're buying. I think if you are going to eat the eggs, some of you may need to try cutting them out for a little bit of period of time. But if you are going to eat them, make sure they're a free range. And if you can get any of those organic, even better. So you want them to be without the hormones, without the pesticides. It'll say it right on the packages when you go to buy it. These are available in any grocery store in America. You can get cleaner versions of your meat. I would highly pay attention to that one. That also goes for your protein powder. There's a lot of very, very, very toxic protein powders. It blows my mind going into a GNC or a store that sells these supplements and seeing the amount of sugars, bad fats, and um, uh, chemicals, and food colorings that are in a lot of protein powders. So please be very selective with your protein powder because you might be toxifying your body. You might be creating inflammation because of the unclean protein. If you need help with that, I'd be happy to take a look at a picture of your protein or give you advice on that. Um, you can do those type of things by joining our Dr. Living Good Facebook group. If you haven't been a part of it, it's called DLG slash Dr. Living Good. Come be in that group. There are thousands of people in there and they're just asking questions and we're helping them navigate the waters of actually getting healthy, quieting some of the noise of so much information out there and really making this simple as well as we put even more attention into our challenge groups. That's why we created this. There's a link in the description where you can join our next challenge. We're doing one together on September, in, at the beginning of September, and it will really guide you through and hold your hand through these frustrations of eating, really changing these habits for you. So you can check that out and join us. It's a dollar to join. All right, and then uh, point number four, we gotta care about nutrients. How many of you listening right now, give me a yes in the comment section um, or in the chat bar. If you know you need to more eat more, green foods, vegetables, and the servings of these high-quality nutrients, and you are not meeting that requirement. Is anyone with me? There's a lot of days that I, I, I reach this level, but there are several days that I don't get to this level because it takes a conscious effort to care about nutrients. And one of the best ways I've seen this put is that 
Um, one is you're eating to live, not living to eat. So if you think about your body like a building, if you bring it straw to try to build the building, right, it's not going to take much to blow that over. Well, that's synonymous with disease. If you don't give your building very many good quality raw materials to build up strong, it's not going to take much for disease and inflammation to creep in and really strike. So caring about nutrients is something I just, it's as simple as this. Just look at your plate every meal and think about, okay, where are my green leafy vegetable nutrients coming from? Because in the South, when you look at a lot of plates, here's the plate. It's chicken, oftentimes fried. It's potatoes. It's like baked beans. And uh, it might be like fried collard greens or so, you know, like there's just not a lot of nutrients happening on the plate. Or it's maybe coleslaw or potato salad. Like you got to think about where are those nutrients going to come from. So I'm always looking at my plate thinking, all right, how can I squeeze some greens in here? And that's the first thing I eat. I try to grab the broccoli, the broccoli and hummus. Like that oftentimes be my appetizer at home. Um, I'm dipping some kind of green in a hummus or, or uh, we've been doing roasted broccoli recently. Oh my gosh, my kids and my wife are addicted to it. Um, sounds crazy. You got to try it. Really simple to do. But I'm looking at where am I going to get my greens from first and I try to eat those first because I know i got to get my nutrients in. Then if I'm going to splurge a little, do that. The second thing I do is I drink a, my greens powder on a daily basis. One, because it gets me 15 servings of fruits and vegetables into my system. Number two is loaded with over two dozen ingredients that lower inflammation in my system. How crazy is that? And so for like a dollar a day, I can get insane amount of nutrients in. And if I was going to have to go to the grocery store and purchase a lot of those, like if I'm going to get a cucumber and eat a zucchini and eat a, right, and try to buy all that produce, it starts to add up to a lot of money, tens and hundreds of dollars every single day, every single week, every single month. So the greens is kind of my cheat that I do. I formulated my own to be able to do that. You can check that out in the store if you want more information on it. But that's just what I do to care about nutrients. Eat those greens first, analyze your plate, eat those greens first, and then you can consider also um, getting the greens powder to get that extra in and really keep the inflammation down, help that body detox with it. So are you eating your greens, right? You know you need to eat them uh, if you're responding in that, in that chat bar, uh, then that's the case. If you are just joining us, please let us know where you're tuning in from. I'm going to be flipping over to Q&A in just like a couple minutes here. Um, if you want to catch the whole replay of this, please just hit the share button, share it to your page. You've got to go back and watch this or on YouTube, just hit subscribe or turn on the notification bell and you'll be able to get the replays and the notifications when we do this. And if you need help in this arena, if you're inflamed, um, if you are really addicted to food, you're not getting those greens in, you know you don't have the habits of eating down to build health, then we want to help you do that. I put a link in here. You can join our next challenge where I just help people through this. I'm literally live coaching. I was taking a picture this morning. I finished my workout. There's about 20 other people that just finished their workout this morning. So we're like trading workout pictures in this private group. Um, I'm sending them workout videos every day. I'm sending them meal plans. They're taking pictures of their food. Like people are actually doing this. They're just creating. And my goal really for this would be you to create one good health habit. Like in the next 21 to 30 days, if you could get one more consistent health habit that you can stick with long term, that's what it's about. That's how you get healthy. Just these little habit changes over time. Um, we want to help you do that. You can join that challenge. It's $1 to join. Commit to yourself. Get healthy. So there's a link for there that I threw on here just to give you a resource to be able to really help you through that. Finally, topic five. So the first half, we went through the five foods you should avoid. Now I'm going through five habits that you can change to reverse that 
to lower inflammation, lose weight, hopefully overcome uh, medications and these kind of disease processes that develop in the body because we eat this way. All right, and the final one is curbing your consumption. Now, this is a secret weapon. I could teach an entire hour topic just on this. I use a form of intermittent fasting to concern, consume, uh, 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 curb consumption down. So what I mean by this is that we grossly overeat, especially in America, and I know some of you are watching from India today. Uh, maybe this isn't as much of the case there, but we've kind of adopted this process of we have to eat three meals a day. And, um, you know, that concept has just become sort of the norm, but it's really fueled by the food industry. I mean, think about it. When you get direct advertisements from Taco Bell to eat at 2 a.m. or, you know, McDonald's that has a snack menu or convenience stores, we can grab things on the go. There's a lot of incentive for companies to get you to eat and do it more often. And I just think we need to start breaking that mold. And one of the easiest ways that you can lower inflammation and curb and fix the nutrition that you're eating is to stop eating, right? And so just a short amount of time, I usually like to do it in breakfast because um, I know when I wake up in the morning, I'm in fat burning mode because my body hasn't had any fuel put in it for at least eight hours or 10 hours. If I can just extend that, I'll stay in fat burning mode even longer, which is going to optimize my muscle building. It's going to help my hormones, going to keep insulin down so it doesn't attack everything else in the body because it's kind of a bully in the body. And so I really extend that, and I don't really have a meal generally until noon at least. And in the morning, I do a fat-optimized, uh, fat-burning coffee called a Bulletproof Coffee. There's a video on YouTube. You can check it out on how to make this. But uh, I put fat in the coffee. It tastes really, really good with my collagen protein powder. And I just keep my body in fat-burning mode for an extra four, five, six hours. Then I have meals in the latter part of the day. You could flip up that and do it in the morning too. But I think we really need to curb our consumption. We need to break the molds of thinking that we have to have three meals a day and get them in or that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. There's been a lot of marketing behind that to convince us. And there's a lot of incentive for cereal companies and oatmeal companies and bagels companies to get us to think that way because that's the time of day you're going to eat those types of foods. So when you kind of process it, I think we all know we eat too much. You can curb that just by doing some intermittent fasting. And so these type of techniques are habits, habits I've adopted over time. You can't implement all of these things right away, and you can't beat yourself up just because you did have a bagel this morning, or you did overeat over the weekend, or you gave into the cravings, right? But habits are formed with consistency, with lots of accountability and support over time. And I think that's where doctors are falling short for you as patients because you're dealing with so much inflammation because of your habits. A lot of doctors are just drugging the solutions, and we're not equipping you with tools to really help you overcome this. So that's why we're doing the challenge. Um, I put that link in here just to give you a resource today. I always like to leave you with a tool that you can use to help you turn this information into knowledge. And that tool is a 21 day challenge where we hold your hand, give you the recipes, give you the guides, but really give you the support and the community, right? The community where you can be together with people around you that that's ah, amazing in the community because we have a challenge going on right now. Just people that are, they feel com like complete failures and they don't like the way that they look they're even embarrassed to put a picture online. Um, they feel disorganized, and so they don't feel like if they get organized enough, they're, they're not doing it the right way. They're imperfect. Like, we had a lady post this morning. She's like, hey, I just wanted to take a picture in my messy office just to show you guys that I just finished my 10-minute workout, and it can be done no matter what your situation is. Uh, or a lady that's just like, I feel like I don't deserve to even be here because of this, this. And she went on this long post, and it was like, the support that a person gets. It just says, hey, you're not alone in this. The feeling that you have is 
It's common, but it's definitely not normal, and there's a way out, and you can have a community to support you. So that's why I created the challenge group. There's a link um, right there. You can join that group for a dollar. We're starting our new challenge in September. Hundreds of people will be going through and being led by myself and coaches on how you can change habits like this. So we're going to decrease inflammation. We're not just going to talk about it. We're actually going to do it and we're gonna fix our food in the process. So if you wanna join that, click on it. But I'm gonna answer questions right now. If you have any health-related issues, please feel free to fire away, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. If you want to get the replay, one more reminder, hit the share button, share it to your page. Um, and if you thought of someone that you know really needs to hear this, um, just tag them in this post and help them out. Um, it's people helping people. I think we are the solution to healthcare. That's meaning you, you have the ability to change your own life. You have the ability to change someone else's. Um, that's what's going to change. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe or hit the notification button. So uh, tell me what your favorite part was out of today and the thing that you want to change. And let's fire away some questions. I'm going to go to Facebook first. YouTube, I'm coming to you in just a second. And uh, let's see. We got, oh yeah, lots of people commenting on there. Uh, let me try to back up here a little bit so I don't miss anybody. And oh man, we have so many comments. 72 people already commenting on the Facebook page, let's see. Just trying to scroll back through all of them. Yeah, so the, the, the group is awesome. Am I going the wrong direction here? I might be. Sorry guys, let me make sure I get all these. Oh yeah, here we go. Those are my problems. Um, some people joining in from New York, Peggy from Oklahoma. Yeah, sugar, gluten, tomatoes, nuts. Uh, Carolina, yeah, so you, you may wanna try one of those. Eliminate them, chart. Uh, we give you a real health journal in the challenge. You can like write, write this down. And that will help you to know, did that cause a problem? So it's kind of elimination style where you eliminate these foods one at a time to know. What can I eat? Don't eat red meats. So Carolina, um, hopefully that helped you. Did I answer your question there of like what do you eat in the second half? Now, if you don't eat meat, a source of protein is obviously beans. Um, I like nuts in that matter unless you're sensitive to them. Uh, or uh, potentially a clean protein powder would be a way. Potatoes really cause a lot of pain for me. Yeah, so see, like people don't even realize that the potato, they think it's a vegetable, or a, oh, it's a sweet potato, so it's healthy for you because it has that persona. Not that we eat a lot of sweet potatoes, but if you're not at your goal yet of reducing inflammation, you gotta cut some of these things out. Potatoes turn to sugar in the body. What fruits and veggies should be bought organic? Sarah, um, there's a list that we have called the Clean 15 Dirty Dozen, and if I'm really, really good right now, I'm gonna be able to grab that for you. <laughs> And uh, you got me live. I'm speaking, answering questions, and finding resources for you all at one time. No, I will not also juggle. My wife can, but I can't. But <laughs> so let me see if I can quickly grab that. Uh, I'll be able to post that link for you. Call the Clean 15 Dirty Dozen, the Environmental Working Group, uh, put this together to let you know what are the most pesticide ridden, toxic um, ingredients that there is and uh, put them together in list. I made it into a simple infographic form so you could save it to your phone and really have those uh, for uh, making shopping easy and to clean up the veggies the most. So here it is coming at you, Miss Sarah Bell, and you're going to be able to have that list. So will everybody else. So how about that? There you go. Um, just posted that up for you. And if I kick over to YouTube real quick, now that I answered uh, your questions there, Sarah, Hello there, Judith. I see you. Good to see you. Um, and tuning in from Inglewood, California. Yeah, Dana, not getting enough nutrients in. So caring about nutrients. So hopefully, Dana, let me know, did those cheats help you from a perspective of um, look at your plate and just think about, like, oh, where are my greens coming from? You can still have a bunch of other bad stuff on there, but like at least let's get the greens in. That's habit one. 
Um, habit two that I think is the easiest, most convenient way to do it is use something like the greens powder. You can check that out on our store um, at uh, store.drlivinggood.com. Those greens, um, I will put them up against any ones or any in the market um, because of the 54 nutrients in it. Um, but on top of that, there's about two dozen anti-inflammatory and liver and kidney optimizers plus digestive enzymes and probiotics. It's really gut healing and repairing. And it makes my body alkaline, lowers the acidity, and lowers inflammation, even on the days when I'm not doing so good on getting greens on my plate. So it's a really cool tool. Um, it's my number one tool, kind of my secret weapon as far as from a supplementation standpoint. Okay. Um, at work, catch you later. You got it, Crystal. Just share this. You'll be able to watch the replay or hit subscribe if you're on YouTube, which you are. Um, what's your opinion about the FDA limit of 4,000 milligrams of potassium, 420 milligrams, and 1,000 of omega-3? Does it apply to Asians as well? I'm scared of saturated saturated fat. So I actually vehemently um, disagree with these and only because I went and analyzed the studies. Now what the studies say, Samuel, is that the um, we are grossly under uh, um, nutrient and consuming potassium. Now potassium is usually found in these green foods. So they went back and studied our ancestors and found that our ancestors ate a surplus of over 11,000 milligrams of potassium every day. Now we average about 3,000. Now what's happened is that, um, and then back in the day, they only ate about 700 milligrams of sodium. So what's happened is potassium has decreased 75% and sodium rates have more than doubled. So we eat over 1,400 milligrams of sodium a day because there's so many, many processed foods and so little real food. So when you increase real food, your potassium is going to go back up. When you decrease processed foods, your sodium is going to go down. Now, you don't want too low sodium. You want to make sure you get sodium. And I have a lot of videos on YouTube about this. If you subscribe to the channel, you're going to be able to see it. Um, where if you get real salt in, you'll keep your sodium levels healthy because they say that it causes heart problems if you get it too low. But you want your processed salt to go low, not your overall salt. And then you want your potassium to go up. So using the greens, using fresh vegetables, using um, uh, you know, spinach or kale in your smoothies, you really want to crank that back up. Now, if there's certain health conditions where your potassium is messing with your blood pressure med, yeah, those are outliers. That's why medications cause so many problems because they literally prevent us sometimes from eating healthy. It's such a weird thing, right? Um, but we need more potassium. Now, magnesium, I think most people are deficient in. This would be number, one of the number one most deficient nutrients in our country right now. I supplement with it several times a year. I put magnesium in, but you can get them through like almonds are a great source of on these nutrients. So if you don't have a sensitivity to those almonds and you don't have inflammation, that might be the way you get them in. Black beans are a really good source of magnesium. So I think we need to be about 400 milligrams of magnesium. And then um, the omega-3s, research is really clear on these. If you're getting that 1,000 milligrams, if you're getting 2,400 milligrams, did you know it's equivalent to an aspirin? So here we have all these people that are taking a drug, aspirin, which 30% increased risk of stomach ulcers and stomach cancers and brain bleeds. The FDA says we shouldn't be taking it to prevent heart attacks, yet millions of Americans are. And you could take a 2,400 milligram of omega-3 and get the same effect. So I'd rather consume fish that's healthy, that's not um, a farm-raised, and either take supplementation, which I, my, the one I take, I made, it's on, uh, it's on the website. So yeah, I think those need to go up because that's gonna lower inflammation down, okay? Samuel says, subscribing to your channel is the best thing I've done all summer. Thank you. Ah, it's so cool. Heading back over to Facebook. So good you're here, Samuel. All the way from India. What's your excuse? We've got people from India tuning in. So how cool is that? All right. Is there anything else Natasha says? Let me see here. Um, 
Potato caused a lot of pain for me. Got that. What fruits and veggies, Natasha? So is there anything else that we should be taking? Um, Natasha, uh, elaborate on that just a little bit so I can see like what else, what specific food group you need more of. Um, lots of nutrients, of course. And then you don't have to overdo protein. Maybe 15 milligrams, 15 grams, excuse me, in a meal. And maybe they only do that twice a day. I don't think we need an overabundance. Now, if there's some, some anemia issues, maybe things of that nature, we might have to look at it a little bit differently. But then I usually look at absorption issues because you're not what you eat, you're what you absorb. So we may need to work on that as well. Pamela from Texas, sugar's my enemy. I've noticed I feel better when I don't consume it. Yeah. If I don't do next day, I'm hurting my body and joints. Absolutely, Pamela. So like through the challenge, this is what we're doing. We're just really holding your hand to help you to overcome that habit. You know it doesn't do you well but you keep falling back into it, don't you? Me too, right? So we're just establishing these habits over time, having a support group and accountability to really do that and pull it off is what the challenge is about. So click the link. It's a dollar to join us. We're starting in September. Um, we got a group going right now. It's been awesome to really just really help equip people to do these things. Sandy, had to cut the sugar out since April. Piece of cake last week. It just doesn't even taste good. Isn't it amazing how your, your taste buds change, Sandy? You were doing fantastic in this challenge, by the way. I'm loving it. Everyone else said it was great. I think my taste buds have changed, which is a great step in my road to getting healthy. Yeah, so it's funny. I'll go back and I'll have a drink of a soda or something now. And I literally can't even tolerate it. Your physical taste buds, after about seven to ten days, start to change. The saltiness changes. The sugars changes. When you cut out these processed foods, your body becomes unadapted and used to them. And then now you realize, wow, that would be way too much sugar to put into my body. If you were to boil your body down right now, you'd probably get about seven grams of sugar that's floating through your bloodstream. Seven grams, that's it. That's how much is in there. That's, that's about the max your body can take. In one can of soda, there's 40 grams of sugar. Like, what do we think that's going to do to us? In your body right now, the max your blood can handle is seven grams. And in one drink, we put that in. In one piece of cake, I guarantee it has that much in it. So no wonder we have diabetes. No wonder we're inflamed. Your body's got to figure out what to do with all that. So yes, I think you're in your more natural state there. Um, and you just keep building, Sandy. I know you're doing great. Um, I'm watching your posts. I saw you. I was just thinking about you last night. Uh, Tanya, my body is having trouble with fats since removal of gallbladder. Not sure what I can do as an avocado even bothers me. Tanya, um, coconut oil is what I would focus on because um, from what I'm finding out and understanding physiologically, your um, gallbladder does not contract to the coconut oil. It's not required. The bile isn't to break down the coconut oil. So try that. Shift over to it. Um, and then, Tanya, if you ping me in the group, I'll see if I can find any other fats that don't require that taxation on the gallbladder because, yeah, you don't have those. Number two, you have to get enzymes in. And remind me, I, I forget, Tanya, I know we've interacted a lot. Are you taking the greens? The greens have the enzymes in them. One of the um, enzymes is lipase. Lipase is what breaks down fats. Um, it's, it's one thing that does one enzyme that helps to start breaking them down in your stomach and in your digestive tract. The gallbladder releases a lot of other um, enzymes and chemicals that break down fats, but at least you'd be getting those in, okay? So let me know on that. Um, Natisha, my grandson has vitamins that have omega-3. Yeah, so I have my kids, um, Natisha, on the on a, a vitamin D and omega supplement. I get those in, but oftentimes we just focus on real food. We focus on keeping it really simple. My book, Make Food Simple, which uh, is Amazon bestseller, it, uh, it has my kids in it. It has a food list of what my kids eat, and um, that would apply to the grandbabies, and it has a bunch of pictures of them in there. It's like our family book of this is how we eat. If you came into the Living Good household, here's what you'd see. And then we'll be teaching you through time. You've got to develop habits 
that give you a really healthy heart. And you don't do that in a couple of weeks. And I know that's what the answer, um, what we want it to be nowadays, but you're doing the challenge, you're learning a habit. By the end of this challenge, if you learn one habit that helps you become a lot healthier, that you can continue to do in your life, you're well on your way. Then guess what you do? You do another challenge and you build another habit, right? So maybe it's working out for you. That's important for the heart. Maybe it's increasing healthy fats. That's important for your heart. Maybe it's cutting down the sugars. That's important for the heart. Maybe it's detoxing. That's important for the heart. So I see it all the time. I've helped thousands of just heart patients come off their meds. And this all started by my dad who got off 15 medications for his heart. So yes, you were in the right place, but now you got to build health. That's what we're helping you do. Okay. Uh, Debbie, is it okay to add coconut oil to a smoothie? Yes, I do all the time. Really good healthy fat. And let's see. Oh my gosh, my good friend, a bug just landed on your hair. Is it still on your head now? Um, I, had a, I had a bug land on my... Oh, is there a fly in here? <laughs> is it Mitch or Mick? Thanks for looking out for me. <laughs> there we have one fly in here. Have you ever had a fly in the room and you're like, dang, that thing just won't leave or die. You know, like it's on the lifespan. It's been like three days now. I don't have a fly swatter in here. And honestly, I haven't paused to take a minute to go after the darn thing. Maybe I need to get a little like workout break and chase the fly around the room. Thanks for watching out for me. Oh, that's awesome. You're awesome. Yes, 100%. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I've been looking more closely at meat labels lately. Aldi has chicken labeled, never any of the others that say organic either. Good. Or do we just stick with organic? Yeah. So Debbie, um, there's kind of phases here. So Aldi's actually is really turning things around. They're a sister company of Trader Joe's. Um, one of my shopping videos um, um, that you get part of the challenge is from Trader Joe's. Another one's from Earth Fair. Um, so you can check those out. But Aldi is a sister company of that. And so they're really upping the game and their full, so full focus is to get you these um, organic meats and foods and pesticide-free things at a lot lower level uh, of cost. But what you want to look for is natural is fine. You just want to look on the package that says hormone-free or pesticide-free or nitrite-free or you want, to, you want to see them free from the chemicals. Then if you want to go to the next level up, you then also make it organic. Now what that means is organic is then what is the animal fed. The, in order to qualify for organic, it has to be a very clean animal diet as well, not with toxins. But natural at least keeps the hormones and the toxins out. So that's kind of your progression up the ladder, okay? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I've got to have your book ASAP. Uh, uh, Mary, which one? And uh, if you tell me which one, I can pin you uh, the link for it if you want to get it. Um, you know, that's the Amazon bestseller, Make Food Simple. You can get that in the store. Uh, Living Good Daily is the other one. A lot of people, that's over 10,000 copies sold. Um, that is getting close to Amazon bestseller as well. It's kind of creeping its way up the list. And even that's been out longer. Uh, I think we're gaining traction because we're um, multiple Amazon bestseller potentially. So that's pretty cool. Um, it just means helping a lot of lives. That's what's cool. Um, yes, yes. Eat a lot of them. Not enough. You got it. Listening from Hendersonville, Nevada. Yes, yes. Hello, Mary. You got it here. Yeah, you know you need to get those nutrients. Love the 10-minute workouts. Hey, Pamela. Good to see you from Pennsylvania. I'm not computer savvy. Missed the first two episodes. So I bought the book. If possible, please let me know how to get the first two episodes. Kim, make sure you join the Dr. Living Good DLG Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, join the Dr. Living Good DLG Facebook group. I'm very active in there. There is over 5,000 people that are getting help. And um, I'm going to, they're in there right now, but I'm going to categorize it, hopefully later this week if I get to it, um, to just help you have all the previous episodes. So the advantage of being a part of that group is to get all the episodes. The other thing you can do if you're watching on YouTube is hit subscribe and turn on the notification bells. We also have them categorized in the YouTube channel as well um, for both Platinums. Speaking of you, YouTube, let me kick over real quick. Um, Dana, thank you so much. I do eat two cups of spinach every day in my potassium smoothie. There you go. 
have adrenal fatigue and leaky gut trying to fix that. And my veggies, broccoli, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, kale, usually die before I can eat them. I know, right? I need to do better. So um, try the roasting method. Just use um, avocado oil is a really sustainable oil to cook with. Drizzle that over broccoli or Brussels. Put them in, add some salt and pepper, and just put them in uh, like, a, like on a cookie sheet or we use a little pan. Put them in and then, and then bake them. And then when they start to you know, get cooked and they're done, then broil them for the last like two, three minutes. Woo, fantastic. You wanna add a little balsamic on there, you could as well. Try that, that's our way of saving it. Or you can freeze the kale and put it in your smoothie so then it doesn't go to the waste, right? You can freeze those and so it doesn't go to waste if you buy these fresh veggies. Nothing worse than veggies going to waste, right? Um, and then as far as adrenal fatigue and leaky gut, Dana, if you're not doing one of the challenges, we will go right at that thing. Once we establish the foundational pieces, we will show you exactly how to heal um, the gut uh, later in the challenge. So the link is there in the description for you to be able to join that. So, so glad you're here. Back to uh, Facebook. We've got about 10 more minutes here. So we've got a question, fire away. Uh, let's see, Dr. Living Good YouTube, get all the episodes there. The community is key. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes, the support in it is so good. That is an awesome group. In the challenge, just a dollar to get in. It's just people loving on each other. People struggling together, really. And I didn't, I didn't foresee that when I first got the challenge going because we're on crew number one. Crew two starts beginning of September. You have the link in the description to join it. And for a dollar, you get in. But this community of people that's like, you know, taking a picture of themselves or explaining a struggle or showing their food, like they're really winning and failing together. And these things that we feel that hold us back, and we can get a little vulnerable in there. And we get a little open and we can kind of have a safe place where everyone else is going through the same struggles we are. Like the workout sucked this morning, you know, like I didn't do well in it. I was hurting. I, I didn't complete the whole thing. I'm, I, you know, I fell off yesterday. Like that's okay. Like we're all doing that together. So, and then I'm helping you through. The coaches are helping you through. It's a really cool thing. Since I've been doing the, yeah, metabolism reset, that's some more of our advanced protocols. Eat more veggies, grass-fed, wild-caught, organic chicken, living in daily greens. Delish. Yes, it works. Good stuff. Uh, oh, yep, there's a clean 15 dirty dozen. Nevada's listening in Nevada. How much of what fats are healthy? Not sure how to specifically specify correctly. Uh, have previously been told coconut oil is bad, but has been approved to, as one to use by you. Curious. Yeah, so coconut oil got this bad rap. Um, the American Heart Association, who I used to do a lot of work with, um, got together with, uh, it was a really weird thing, got together with um, other doctors and other organizations within the heart, and they attacked coconut oil. This happened last year. Um, coconut oil comes from God. So this is my ultimate overlying criteria. No matter what the research is, if God made it, eat it. If he didn't, don't. There's determining factor number one. So if you can squeeze an olive and oil comes out, that's a pretty good thing to eat. <laughs> now, what they were saying to eat was canola oil, which I have a huge problem with this, because canola oil, there's no such thing as a canola plant. Canola oil stands for can, uh, Canadian oil linoleic acid, I think is the full breakdown of it. But it's made from a rapeseed. And to get a rapeseed to a point of an actual oil you can consume requires an insane amount of processing, which makes it a rancid oil by the time it's heated to certain temperatures. Now, when coconut oil is cold pressed, there's no heating, there's no denaturing is what that's called. Or when you take a soybean oil or a vegetable oil or a canola oil and you heat it, you know how it smokes? The smoke point of those oils, they've already reached it before you even put them in the pan. Avocado oil has one of the highest smoke points. It's very hard to smoke it. That means the oil doesn't break down. When it smokes, it's burning. You don't want that. You want it in its pure form. So 
You don't have to be scared of coconut oil. I don't need you piling in seven teaspoons or tablespoons of coconut oil a day, but I put a, I put a tablespoon in my smoothie. I put sometimes a tablespoon in my Bulletproof coffee. It's a good, healthy fat. You want to get it natural or organic. Make sure it's cold press. You don't have to be scared about something that God made. That's the ultimate criteria. Um, better than, you know, whatever I could teach you. Now, other fats. I eat avocados. Um, I have nuts, raw nuts, as long as you're not sensitive to them, okay? Um, avocado oil is another oil I use as long as, long as olive. Um, I do do a little bit of cheese. You have to watch the dairy. Um, but there's some healthy fats and vitamin Ks in those. Um, other um, almond butters, right, or nut butters. If you're sensitive to those, you got to watch them, okay? Uh, seeds, like flax seeds and chia seeds. I make chia seed pudding. There's a recipe for that on my website. It's killer. Um, there's also some recipes in here. And the chia seeds, I put those in the smoothie. Those are healthy fats. And then fish and grass-fed beef and chicken, free-range chicken. Those are the other ones. So hopefully that helps you out, give you some idea of how you can get some of those fats in. Good morning, Margene. You got it. Your opinion of a carnivore. Um, yeah, so Patty, there is a, kind of a craze going on right now. I'm assuming you're talking about a carnivore diet. Where you see the, the problem with this is with these diets is that you can see success in certain people with any diet. So there's been crazes where you only eat fruit. Then there's been crazes where you only do smoothies. Then there's been crazes where you cut out every carb. Then there's the keto craze, the paleo craze. Now there's a craze where you only eat meat. Now there are societies of people that survive off only meat. If you were to travel all the way north or south, those societies are in the cold most of the year. All they have is seal, fish, or maybe a bear that they can eat. Right? And there's no vegetation. So they don't have anything else but fat, blubber, and meat. And they survive because your body can adapt to it. But there are certain conditions they are now proving, certain autoimmune type conditions. When they only feed you meat, you do well. They're also proving when you're a vegetarian, you can do well. They're also proving when you do keto, you can do well. You see, the, you see the catch here is like it depends each person. So what I put everyone on, there's no one diet for anybody, is to eat and focus on real food and the habits that need to happen. Every one of those diets still needs nutrients. Every one of those diets still needs forms of fat. Every one of those diets do, there are three food groups for a reason. It's just where you're getting some of those from. And any one direction for too long, I think, is hard. I like to have a good balance. But it's more about what's sustainable, right? Because you don't want you healthy just for 30 days. We want it long term. So some people are having success with it. I've not personally tried the carnivore diet. Knowing me, I probably put myself through it at some point. But um, I just think it's, it's going to be a harder one for certain conditions to get people to do it. I would rather use the easy route of creating good habits. That's what the challenge does. Borage oil, good source of omegas. Yeah, so I put borage oil, Sue, in my omegas. Three sixes and nine, borage is omega as well. So that's a really good balance, okay? What if you have Hashimoto's and MTHFR problems? Terry, um, you want to make sure you're taking B vitamins that are methylated. The methylated version of that, you're missing the enzyme that breaks and does that process in your body if you are MTHFR. So um, every one of my supplements is the B vitamin methylated version. Um, I don't recommend B vitamins because my multivitamin already has them in. So you can save and double. You don't have to double up with two different supplements. I just put them all together, and they're the, the right version. Anyone um, that I come across, patients-wise or online, that has MTHFR, I make sure they get on that multi. You can find that in the store um, to do it. And then um, you want to be focused on with the Hashimoto side of things. I'm going to be doing a thyroid thing in a couple of weeks. It's one of the upcoming episodes on here that will focus on it. But the challenge is the gateway. That's where you start establishing habits to overcome conditions and build real health. That link is in the description for you. Angie, hey there. We talk a little bit how natural pink Himalayan salt helps and what it does. My friends think I'm nuts. 
that I have this salt in my purse and I use it in my water, I was told this will cause high blood pressure, which I know it isn't true. Just wondering exactly how it helps the body. Now, bad salts cause high blood pressure. Real salts, right, can still increase it a little bit, but it gets you all the nutrients. So a real form of salt has 50 plus nutrients that your body requires like magnesium, like sodium. There's even some iodine in there. Your body has to have those nutrients. We're significantly deficient in it. And research has shown that people that have extremely low salt diets where they're cutting it all out have higher risks of heart failure. So I put it in my water and I just shot a little, it was probably a half teaspoon that I had. And I got my minerals in and I was on my day. Um, so if you're not crazy, Angie, you can Google more on the um, YouTube videos on here. I've uh, several videos on specifically salt and breaking that down. You can share it with them and got them through it. So, yep, the gallbladder touched on that. There you go. What if you're allergic to coconut? Yeah, then you'd want to avoid that one. Um, you may try avocado oil. Uh, macadamia nut oil is another really good one. Um, avocado is what I primarily cook with, so you get away with that as well. Appreciate the help. Haven't sold the greens yet. We'll order. Yeah, so Tanya, that, I would do the enzymes for sure. That'll help your gut quite a bit. Uh, yep, all these. That's a good one. Go check that out. Find meats, all labeled, so antibiotics. Yeah, you just got to be careful of what you're getting. You get the copy of Make Food Simple. It's too hard to read the book on the phone, very small print. Yeah, you can do that. Just go to our store. You can grab it, Debbie, uh, or you can grab it on Amazon. Um, both have it. Um, you can get them there. Uh, let's see. After that, what can I eat? Seriously. Let's see. We're making sure. Okay, YouTube is good. So after, what can I eat? Um, yeah, so just... Uh, Alicia, take the challenge. We're going to show you exactly what to eat. We'll give you a full food list. You can pick off that list all you want. Um, we're going to walk you through recipes for every single day of exactly what to eat. Really just hold your hand. I'm going to take you around the grocery store virtually and show you how to shop. All of that's part of that challenge. Click the link and you'll be able to get an access for a buck. Yep, not sustainable. I can only eat three ounces of meat. Yeah, six ounces drives it up because your body then turns protein into sugar, right? Uh, we got one more minute left. Already limited, huge, huge, huge difference in inflammation. Yep, there you go, Michelle. Awesome. Um, went off meds. Totally feel much better. Blood pressure going up. I'm using the Himalayan salt, but the greens, using things that my friend suggested. Uh, Shake up in the coffee. Yeah, so you're coming way along, and you just keep keep progressing, Margene. So um, there it is. If you think this was helpful for someone else to hear, please tag them in this video or hit the share button. Subscribe and hit notification if you're on YouTube. Um, and we will make sure and get help for other people and help them get solutions. And when you share it, you'll be able to watch the replay. So just share it to your page to do that. And coming up, beginning of September, we're going to help you do this. You don't have to be frustrated. You've got to just develop new habits. We'll show you how to develop one new habit over a 30-day period of time that's going to help change your life so you can experience real health. So click the link. Join us at the beginning of September. I uh, hope you liked today. I'll be back real soon with more episodes of Dr. Living Good Live, helping you experience real health. So glad that you were here today, and we'll be back soon uh, with you. All right, God bless.